You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Roo Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Roo Show. All right, we have casting directors with us today on the podcast. We have Rita Harrell and Jen Kelly. I was just asking Rita, okay, wait, am I saying your last name right? Because I always second guess myself, but that's correct, right? Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So they're Atlanta casting directors, but you haven't always been in Atlanta. Jen, you started in LA as an agent and then you came here. You're an agent here. You're also an author of a The Actor's Guide for Kids. And she's also has been director producer for Sketchworks Comedy. You're part owner at one point. Is that right? Yes, or? I was uh, one of the co-founders one of, the of co-founders. Sketchworks okay. and uh, head writer and pretty yeah. much every, every Everything. hat every Everything. hat they had I wore at one point. <laughs> and then Rita, you worked in New York where you were a casting director up there. You cast for theatrical organizations plus television shows and movies right. and and you're at Fox and then you moved to Atlanta and you're an agent here. And then you formed Big Picture Casting. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You got the timeline exactly right. I stopped uh, working at um, the agency when I had children. So took a little little break and then got into casting. So how did you guys meet and even start Big Picture? I mean, how did that all all work together? Well, we met at the talent agency. Mm -hmm. So uh, Rita was running one department. I was running another. And uh, I knew out the gate that we had the same work ethic um, and having worked together for what, five years I think, yeah. around, we knew we could work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, Rita had left and uh, was having her family and after 14 years here being an agent, uh, the seemed like there was need for mm-hmm. additional casting at that time. And I was looking for a change so I called Rita and I wanted to have a partner. Yeah. And so I called Rita to see if she was interested at knowing that she uh, had a casting background and she had just had her baby like six months ago. And she was like, yeah. let me think about it. <laughs> 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 and then uh, I went out of the country on my honeymoon. And when I got back, we met up and she decided she yeah. wanted to give it a go. That was a great example of there's never a good time. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you sit around waiting, mm-hmm. then you'll never do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's not ideal to start a company when you have a six-month-old but <laughs> and a, and a two-and-a-half-year-old at home. But, you know, I just was – we were just like, you know what? It's kind of a low-maintenance thing at first when you're getting it started because, you know, if there's – besides networking and getting out there, if you don't have a job – you're not working. Right. So, and at the beginning, we didn't have that many jobs. <laughs> so we yeah. kind of eased into it, right? I mean, yeah. at I the mean, beginning. It, we got our first job probably within a month. Month or two, um, yeah. So, and then we just kept putting our name out there and yeah. uh, more work started coming in. What kind of um, captivated you about casting versus being an agent? Because that's that's two totally different things. And if you are an actor, then you probably understand that. If you aren't, then it's very different, an agent and a casting director. So what kind of drew you guys to that? Well, they should be different, although at that time, <laughs> at that time, they weren't that different because huh. it was before self-taping. Mm-hmm. Um, and just after tapes were starting to be allowed – 
for, our, for agencies were able to send tapes. Okay. So we, as an agent, were holding sessions and putting people on tape and directing talent in addition to all our other duties as an wow. agent. So uh, it was too much. And it was part of the reason why I'm like, I was wanting a change mm-hmm. as well. Um, I so. was shocked by that when I came down from New York, like that casting directors or that agents were spending so much time doing what I saw as the work of the casting, casting director. director. Yeah, yeah, I was I was like, wait, hold on, what? We're doing what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and also I was thinking to myself, doesn't that take work away from the casting directors? Right. You know, so um, – but there just weren't that many here mm-hmm. at the time. And so it was necessary and – you know, agents, which I, they still do, had a lot of their own clients, mm-hmm. especially industrial-wise mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there was and, just a ton of taping. Yeah, and it, it was a double-edged sword because we didn't want our talent to be traveling eight hours right. up to North Carolina if they didn't have to, especially right. for a first call. Mm-hmm. So it helped our talent a lot. It gave ca- And it also helped casting because they had a lot more options as mm-hmm. well. But uh, it was still hard to do both that, yeah, that and hard. run your desk. And-, and now for everyone that's uh, listening to, if you don't know what self-taping is, it's kind of this new thing that's happened over the past few years where instead of actually going in person to casting directors, whether it's for commercial or film or anything like that, you tape it on your own and you send it in and then they review the tapes. And then if they have callbacks, a lot of times you they'll be in person but you guys still do a lot just in person at least the first well for sure the first run and then callbacks too pretty much all our commercial casting we do live sessions for Mm -hmm. uh we are able to accept Mm self-tapes now and then uh depending on what type of project it is um then for film and television we still do the majority of the first round uh self-tape and we'll, we'll still have a live session here and there but uh, oftentimes yeah. the timeline on film and television uh, is not conducive to in-person much anymore, just in order to get enough options in the amount of time that they're asking for. Self-tape becomes kind of necessary. Is that because of self-tapes that, yeah. they, that has made them more dependent? <laughs> like, oh, I can get this. Yep. No problem. Really that's fast. exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly huh. right. That they... It's just become so – so people are used to it. They're just mm-hmm. used to that kind of turnaround. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes just kind of standard Wow, that you can get it done that quickly. And really the only way to get it done that quickly is by accepting self-tapes. Yeah. Plus it allows us to see more people in New the people. Southeast. So right. it, it widens our talent pool tremendously. Tremendously. Right. <laughs> Which mean, is what you want, right? Yeah. As a casting director, you want to be able to have all these different options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like if, you, if there was a medium-sized role on a TV show and we had in-person sessions, <laughs> we could probably only see what, you know, 25 people mm. 30 people a day and that's a pretty full day um and with self tapes you can triple that you know right. and so it's it's pretty it it makes a pretty significant difference sure sure what is the thing that you like about most about casting i mean is it is it be, seeing the actors in person or is that the thing you <laughs> least like <laughs> so um, it depends yeah. <laughs> yeah i enjoy seeing the actors in person when we have a uh a nice schedule. Like sometimes the schedule is just too packed in due to to enjoy time it. constraints right. yeah. that you're, you're you know, uh, it, it can be stressful and you don't have the time to talk and connect mm-hmm. with people. So I enjoy a slower paced day. Yeah. Still see a nice uh, amount of talent, but 
to not to feel so rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love beating or finding great new mm-hmm. faces. And yeah. so that's that's I'd say one thing I enjoy. Yeah, and it's fun to direct people within the session. Feel like you have a little creative input. Yeah. Um, you know, feel like it's a collaborative process where you see the actor bring something in and it gives you an idea that of mm. something else that might work. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And again, it depends on the day. Sure. So some <laughs> sometimes that happens more than other times. But when it does happen, it's really fun. Mm. So, And, you know, sometimes I go in and I think at the beginning of the day, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a drudgery. We've got a whole bunch of people to see. And the script's kind of annoying. And then, <laughs> and then you get into it and it starts going and you're like, oh, you know what? This is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's pleasantly surprising how quickly mm. it'll go by and how, you know, fun it's been to see those people, all the different people during the day. So when you have a good day like that, that's yeah. the best part. What is something that you each bring to the table as partners that really make big picture casting work? I'm the IT department. Oh, that's a very important department. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so I think... <laughs> you know, we, 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 uh, our, our assistant's a millennial. We thought she would could take yeah. that over, but no. No, no. she's not even so much. worse. So, she's worse than uh, both of us. I know, and I'm not that great. It's really sad that I'm the IT department because I don't... I'm not really IT proficient, but um, I figure it out. Yeah. So that's my contribution, I'd uh-huh. say. Jen is... Uh, really great about picking up my slack with because I do have little kids, so I have to kind of sometimes duck out and disappear for that sort of thing. And she is so awesome about not giving me a hard time mm. about that. <laughs> so awesome. I really appreciate that. Um, what do you think you bring to the table? Hmm. All the things, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm pretty organized. I, mm. I, I tend to be the one to come up with like a plan of attack a lot mm-hmm. of times. Yeah. Um, problem solving that type yeah. of thing um and we're both we're both I think good at directing in the room so mm-hmm. we trust each other um and the reason p- having a partner works for us is that I can pick up slack when Reed is not available and vice versa if I go on vacation or who yeah, knows we what we can we can tag team each other and cover each other we yeah. can actually go to a doctor's appointment you know <laughs> oh or like yeah, get huge. our hair cut yes Yes. Like it's shocking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is really awesome. So what's one of the biggest challenges that you've had in building this successful casting company? Gosh. Uh, we can tell you right I'd now. I'd say the <laughs> – Is it going on right now? Well, no. I oh. think the biggest challenge – It's ongoing. Yeah, okay. the biggest challenge is as, as the work is coming in and mm-hmm. the industry is growing here and all of that, so it's competition. Mm-hmm. So for us it's, you know, like – like an actor, it's trying to land jobs. Networking. So, mm-hmm. Neither of us there. loves to network, so yeah. uh, we kind of have to force ourselves sometime. We have to do mm-hmm. a lot of the things that, you know, actors have to do, which is market ourselves. And creative people are not always great at that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a struggle. Mm-hmm. We have to market ourselves. We're, t- we're always looking for the way to land a new job and mm-hmm. what we can do differently or better. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, most of our jobs come from word of mouth and work begets work. And so we need more work to beget mm. that other work. <laughs> yeah. New York, L.A., and then you come to Atlanta. Yeah. So what have been the differences that you've seen 
between those two markets and here in Atlanta? I would say something that I noticed um, but when I first moved down here is that um, it's a lot easier, I think, for actors to break into this mm. market mm-hmm. uh, than it was New York. New York was very um, theater-centric and very um, theater um, theater school-centric. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had to be an NYU or a Juilliard or a, a Carnegie Mellon to really get in the loop right out of school, mm-hmm. and then that loop just stayed. There mm-hmm. was It was rare that somebody was breaking in into the loop yeah yeah later in their mm. life i guess they start young mm-hmm. move into the loop and just keep going um and down here i felt like there was a lot more opportunity for untrained slash real people to break in yeah. like just character actors i don't know it just it it felt like a lot more open mm-hmm. that's what i liked about it mm-hmm. when i got here it's like i felt like it was uh a, a land of opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it does uh, have that feel. That as at that time when I first moved, you know, I wanted to have my own theater, and mm-hmm. that was possible here. Mm-hmm. It would have been much more difficult had I stayed in LA to achieve yeah. that. Um, you know, here yeah. having starting your own studio, right? So it's right. still a place you can start things, mm-hmm. and and not everything has to be completely about your actual job. You can mm-hmm. enjoy other activities <laughs> and have other talents. You're not so, I'm only this, I'm only that. Um, so I enjoy that. You know, I left LA because everything out there was always about the business all the time, everywhere you went. Um, I couldn't even say I was an agent because no matter right. where you are, a dentist has a tool in your mouth oh and my you, he's pitching some neighbor kid who's good. You know, it's like, so oh, it's just geez. all the time. Um, here, I enjoy just other things as well mm-hmm. as the entertainment industry. Yeah. <laughs> so Life outside of work, yes. too. What are some of the biggest um, mistakes that you've seen actors make? For me, it's not uh, actors or people who want to get into the business mm-hmm. not doing their research before they call. If you did your research, you wouldn't be calling. <laughs> so... We get a lot of phone calls. Yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot of phone calls. Uh, so there's so much information available that you can answer a lot of your own questions by just doing minimal research. Right. Um, if you are lucky enough to have a casting director or an agent give you five minutes of their time, make it count. You shouldn't be asking them things you can find out on your own with in, right. in a one minute Google search. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got one that that was like the, it came up the other day for us. Um, One thing that actors do that makes, that I feel like is is detrimental in many ways is blame their agent for things. Mm. (laughs) Um, So, you know, they'll come in the room and be like, my agent didn't X, Y, or Z, or they didn't tell me. And occasionally it's, true right right but I don't think it does anyone any good Mm -hmm. to do that in the room Mm -hmm. and blame it first of all you're setting us up to think that you're not going to do a good job second of all you are blaming someone who's a colleague that we work with all the time Mm -hmm. you know and third of all um you're harming a relationship of a person who is helping your career so you know there's so many reasons not to do that sure and um doesn't make business sense either why do you want casting not why do you want casting to think less of your agent and not yeah. call your agent? Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And it also goes, this also goes back to, to like, 
it's a common recurring theme with actors is that when things aren't going well, they blame their agent. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Voiceover-wise, too, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? Oh, blame. absolutely. It's my agent's fault. I'm not getting auditions. It must be my agent's fault. Absolutely. You know, whatever it is. And I just don't see that being beneficial to anyone. No. So yeah. I think that's a that's a mistake. Um, yeah, and there are certain things you – it's your job if – you haven't been given certain information, it's your job to ask your agent mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. For example, and this is a true story, we were casting for a spokesperson and talent were coming in not knowing there was a script. But it's a spokesperson. It's a spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. speaking is actually in the title of the role. Right. You should <laughs> right. assume there's a script. And if there isn't one attached, you should yeah. be asking. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of just Walking in, what? There's a script, huh? Right. Oh, my agent didn't give me a script. Yeah. 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 My uh-huh. agent didn't tell me the sheet dates. Mm-hmm. All those things that are, that's your job to know before you even accept an audition. Yeah. And a lot of times, too, doesn't it give the actor an opportunity to really show what they have to offer? Like, I remember I was, um, there was a role that I went for, uh, it was for a commercial role, and, um, I was supposed to audition for one part. When I got there, they said, no, we asked for you to audition for this other part. Well, it's got three pages of dialogue. And I was like, okay, um, can you just give me five minutes? And I went, looked over the pages of dialogue, you know, got that down, and then went in there. I didn't say anything. It was the clients were there. And I booked the job, actually. And and the casting director actually said, listen, she just got this script. Right, yeah. And, um, and it was a good lesson for me just to go, all right, Don't no ap- problem. Yeah. We got an issue. No, I got this. Right. Yeah. Got this. Don't apologize yeah. for your yeah. work. Don't, you know, don't make excuses. Mm. You just do your best work in the room. And that shows people that you're going to deliver on set as mm. well. You did um, bring up another pet peeve of mine. Okay. <laughs> which is if a casting director gives, tells you, you know what, take five minutes with this because they can tell you're not ready uh, for whatever reason. You didn't prep enough. The script changed. Yeah. Who, You're who just knows? nervous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. If we say, take five minutes and uh, come back in, take the five minutes. Mm. It's really frustrating when they say, no, no, no. Oh, I got it. I got it. I've d- I said this 500 times in the car on the way over here. I, I got this down. I got this done. Mm. Okay, let's do it again. Nope. Let's do it again. Nope. And then now you're on five takes and you still haven't got what you need. Yeah. Um, you and you know this person minutes. is really, yeah. <laughs> and so, and it's, so now you're behind schedule. I'm like, just take the five take minutes and come in and land it. Mm-hmm. If we're giving it to you, it's okay. Some yeah. people, I think, think it's a negative if they take the extra time and then mm-hmm. come back in. It's mm-hmm. not. The, all, all the client sees is what we show them on tape. Right. They're not seeing the struggle to get there. Yeah, sure. And you're for the actors. I mean, I know everyone says this, too, that remember, the casting directors are for the actors. You want us to do a good job. Right. We so. need you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Your business is riding oh, yeah. on us doing exactly. a good job. <laughs> Everything points to you doing a good job. You know, mm-hmm. it makes our job go faster. It makes us look better. Mm-hmm. We're done. That's great. (laughs) Which brings up another point. What has been one of your most proudest moments as casting directors? 
What do you have, a proud moment? <laughs> Let me dig back deep. I'm going to go back deep. Let me pull out my calendar. Okay, from <laughs> uh, okay. I, I we worked on um, a Reese Witherspoon movie mm-hmm. that came through town, um, The Good Lie, and we had to do a lot of outreach to the Sudanese community mm-hmm. here in Atlanta to because it was about the lost boys of South Sudan. Yeah. And there are a lot of these people who have actually were resettled by the IRS here in Atlanta in Clarkston. So we went to Clarkston and connected with a lot of these guys who were actually had gone through this journey that the movie was going to be about. Mm -hmm. And that was a really fulfilling experience, Mm -hmm. you know, beyond. And we were um, auditioning them as well. And then we did find one little boy who, I mean, he, his, he was not an actual lost boy because they were much older at this point and we were casting them as children. And uh, and some older ones, but he was his uncle had been one of them, and he literally had no idea. And we sat there. I sat there and told him the story of everything that had happened. Wow! And I saw his face change, and it was like it was all coming together in his head. Maybe he had heard it, mm. but he hadn't really ever heard the story mm. before. You know, I saw his face change and he ended up getting booked in the movie and they took him to South Africa to shoot. <sighs> and he was, it, that was like a great moment where I was like, I saw the little spark in his eye. Um, and that was really fulfilling That's for a me. A life changing yeah. experience it was that great. you were a part of. That's so It cool. was really, it was great. And he, same thing yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hearing those stories. Yeah. We had days of just having people come in and tell us their stories. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we sat in the lobby and would chat with them afterwards, mm-hmm. and and they would tell us all about their uh, wives back in Sudan that oh. they were, you know, it was really a, it was very interesting that experience so cool. overall. I love it, and that's such a great movie. You guys did such a great job. I uh, loved loved that movie. It it ended up, um, you know, it was a beautiful <laughs> it was a beautiful script. Mm-hmm. So we got really lucky to even book that movie. Really, yeah. So. Yeah. Is there something in like each individually too that you would love to accomplish in your career that you haven't so far? You want to work on a soap opera? Jeez. <laughs> the Bachelor. Can I cast for The Bachelor? <laughs> actually, uh, Heidi, uh, a um, girl called actually, and she was trying to. She's like, I'm moving to Atlanta, and I've done a lot of casting work, primarily on The Bachelor. And I was oh like, Oh my goodness! Um, you have called the correct office. Right. Uh, I would like to meet with you immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over a glass of wine, right. too. If and you could bring some chat. swag, that would be yeah. great. Uh, no, I think I would love to work on a series that goes on for a few years. I mean, I think that would be a great experience to kind of grow with the with the series. And if, you know, we could get an Emmy in there as well, that, I'm sure that would be lovely, right? But something that's like an extended ongoing mm-hmm. um, series would be great. We worked on Finding Carter for MTV, and that went, what did we do, three seasons of that? Or just, mm-hmm. yeah, three. Yeah. But one of them was shorter, maybe. The first season was a little shorter. I anyway, mean, we work, yeah, we... But yeah, it would be nice to have uh, uh, a couple like long term series. Yeah, nice. that's a goal. And you Little know, watching thing. the shows developed in the show, mm. working with the showrunner and all of that—that's that's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, the plan for the series. There was a little of that on Finding Carter, where we got to be involved or kind of see the interaction of that with like, wow. you know, how the show was going to go in the direction and it, watching it shift. Yeah. I found that interesting. So I'd like to do some more of that. I would love to be a showrunner. What about that really draws you in? Uh, 
story, mm-hmm. creation of story, uh, just pulling a whole show together and writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, writing's my first love. Okay, so we're switching gears a little bit. Um, <laughs> Because I was just talking with Jen before you got here, Rita, about um, the question that you get all the time. So we even talked about the phone calls and stuff, and she said, everyone always asks, well, how do I get started? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to answer that question now, because some people may be thinking that, and if they're not thinking about that, then... If people ask me, I can just say, hey, listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Short <laughs> and version. Out. And yes. luckily, it's at the very end. Yes. <laughs> Smart. So how would you answer that question if somebody asked, how do I get started? What are the steps that I should take to pursue acting? Step one, Google. Yeah. <laughs> it's your best friend. Uh, there's so many resources to help uh, learn the basic steps. So do your homework. Before you pick up the phone to call anybody. Mm -hmm. So step one. I think the very first thing you need to do is get in an on-camera class. Or any class. Any Mm -hmm. class really will work. But like, if you are specifically interested in film and television and you know that's your... um, that's your interest, then an on-camera one, which there's so many <laughs> options of them around, yeah. um, is great. Get in one of those classes, audit them first mm-hmm. to make sure you like the style and that you connect with it. And make sure you like acting. Yeah. Like, that's why I was mentioning. Someone yeah. had called and I had said one of the first things they should do is take a class and make sure you mm-hmm. even like it. And when I said that, he just kind of laughed like that was a stupid mm-hmm. thing to suggest. Mm-hmm. Um I'm like, how do you even know you want to – this is a business. It's a career. Yeah. Make sure you even like acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, yeah, and I think there's – you know, there's different things you can get from it. So if you're – let's say you're a corporate person and you just want to try something new, then take an improv class. Right. You know what I mean? Because that, that's scary, exciting, fun, and, you know, you don't have to it, – it can – be beneficial in your regular life as yes, well. Totally. Um, so, you know, do that and see if you like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if maybe take a stand up comedy class if you're looking to do something that's like outside of your box, yeah. you know, I don't know, just get any... involved in theater. Yeah. Um, do you know. Sketchworks has classes where you can do sketch comedy class. That mm-hmm. that would be really fun for some people. You know, just explore the different uh, the different avenues of what's available. Um, And, you know, ultimately you end up meeting people and networking in those environments. Mm -hmm. And so that will lead you to your next step as far Mm -hmm. as like getting an agent, getting getting headshots, but you don't need to do any of that stuff up front. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, for me personally too, I think there's aspects of acting that draw different people in, you know, and Mm -hmm. I even remember, um, um, another class that I was in and they said, why do you want to be an actor? And I feel like I didn't have a deep enough reason in my heart. And that really kind of bothered me. And I really did some soul searching. Um, and I realized even just recently, maybe a year ago, that it is that I'm a creator. That's the part that I really, really love. So that also really helped me refine kind of what I say yes to and what I say no to. Is it something that drives my creative passion, you know, Um, and if it doesn't, then I'm going to say no to it, you know, because I want those things that really do drive why I'm here and what motivates me to do this. And what, what you enjoy about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I think some people just, you know, and there are people who just want to do it as a hobby, Mm -hmm. which I think is okay, you know, but you have to be aware that uh, many, many people are doing this as a business Mm -hmm. and it's our career. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you have to respect that if even if you just want to do it as a hobby and, you know, and if that's the case, then maybe just like go be an extra on set and yeah. stuff. The life of fun. an actor is hard. Yeah. Yes. And it's really I don't difficult. think a lot of people realize what they're getting into. No. Um, it's a it's a profession where you hear no way more than mm-hmm. you hear yes. There you go. A lot of rejection. Um, and you're never done learning. Uh, your skills grow and change as you grow and change. And in it's a constant journey of self-discovery that you need to be bringing to your acting. Um, And financially, it's tricky. (laughs) I mean, you can't have most people. There are some some people who can find a day job that is flexible. But most people need to do something else that doesn't fulfill them Mm -hmm. so that they can remain available for auditions and jobs, last-minute notices, all of Mm -hmm. that. So... um, it's hard. I mean, you're often working nights, waiting tables, driving Uber. Side hustle. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that mm-hmm. you, so the financial strains are real. And mm-hmm. if you don't have something solid holding you up, the stress of when am I going to book a job? How am I going to make enough to keep my insurance? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can it's send stressful. you over the edge. Yeah. yeah. And that desperation is the last thing you need to be bringing in the room with you. Yeah. <clears throat> or to your agent's office. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Is there like a an aha moment that you both had individually, just as casting directors? And it's this is kind of an open-ended question, so I'm sorry about that. Um, whether it's just observations you've made about actors um, or just even about yourself in business. Is there an aha moment that you can think of? Maybe even something recent or... I don't know if it's an aha moment as much as it's a... I think like with anything, you have to trust that if you lay the groundwork and you focus your energy on Mm -hmm. it and you learn what you can and stay present, that opportunities will find you. And it's that belief that... You know, and when we first started, after we finished our first job, I was like, will we ever get another job again? It's like the actor life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You still wonder, when will the next job come? So it's, uh, it's, I guess, trusting that if you're, and it doesn't always work, I guess, but I I guess I don't have full trust yet, but I've been able to relax more and enjoy the time or downtime when we have it, because you trust that you've laid the groundwork, that mm. work will be coming yeah. soon. And there is something of the being happy with your present, you know, mm. and I think it does, it applies to actors as well. It applies to us. It applies to everyone, really, but not always coveting what could, what other people have and being happy and present in what what you have mm-hmm. in this moment mm-hmm. and um it's a that I think that's mm-hmm. it it would help actors immensely to be able to do that 
And it helps us immensely be more at peace to be able to do that. And we're, it's something we're working toward. Yeah. <laughs> we always are working toward, you know, not, yeah. not, and it doesn't mean, you know, I feel like that gets a little mixed up with like not resting on your laurels per se mm-hmm. and not, you know, getting lazy about mm-hmm. it, but also just not letting that eat you up. Yeah, because that desperation does come into the room with you mm-hmm. and as an actor for sure. You think that um, actors portray a lot more than they realize oh, <clears throat> yeah. when they walk in that door. Like you said, you can see the desperation. A hundred percent. You can feel it in the questions Mm -hmm. they ask Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Um, You can feel it in, like, the the way they enter the room and put their things down. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's such little things, but body language speaks so much. Mm. Um, I can remember one audition where an actor came in and just owned the room in a way that I have not seen that no one mm-hmm. else did in that day. And he fully captivated the entire room. It wasn't just us. It was a whole panel of people. And that act, that audition stuck with me so hard wow. because yeah. it's of how, you, how he owned the room. Yeah, and it's finding that, I think for an actor, it's taking that moment before you walk in the door to find your, your inner zen, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, so that you're... you're presence and you're listening. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing yeah. I can tell the most when uh, a, an actor is, is not listening. They have too many things going on in their head. So you know when you're talking, mm-hmm. they're nodding and looking mm-hmm. at you. They and they probably <laughs> yeah. only only really heard the first sentence that you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, Occasionally they'll be like, wait, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but Ready? that Wait. or mm-hmm. or or they just will, but that doesn't happen as much as they just do it and don't yeah. do anything nodding, you nodding, said. nodding and then you're like okay you ready and you know they're not they didn't hear mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. retain a single thing you said so it's like I think that's trying to ground yourself before yeah. you even come into the room so that you're in a place to uh, an open place to receive right and you're not here just to give you're it's like you know it's a give mm-hmm. and take yeah that's great. Mm-hmm. And that probably all equates to owning the room, like you said, because yeah. that's something that you can't, it's not like tangible. You can't say, oh, they did this and this and this mm. to own the room. It's just kind of more of an inner settled, mm-hmm. but also listening, being present, giving and mm-hmm. taking. Kind yeah, of it's a confidence. It's a mm-hmm. self-assurance. It's a yeah. not, it's not being, um, being okay with not getting the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's I'm here to bring my interpretation to you. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. Yeah. And it may not get you the job, but if you do it well, uh, it will get you back in the room. Right. And how freeing is that for actors to really, if we really had that in our mindset, you know, that would make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> make it really fun. Yeah. I rem- um, another casting director had told me about a year ago, um, she said, you know, the thing that I see about you is that when you walk in the door, I know that you want to get it so right. Like I can see that. And that really struck my heart because I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you could see that so much, that I wanted to get it right so bad that that is, Mm -hmm. that's messing up with the gift. Like you said, Jen, you know, being able to give that gift and what you bring to the table because I'm trying to fit it into something that I think that they want to see, Mm -hmm. you know, and that really, that's impacted my whole life just this past year, that realization yeah, that's a good one. So you talked about networking. You don't like networking. And I think as 
um, I know for me personally, as an actor, I want just to, I just want to create relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. But I struggle so much with that icky feeling of if I do see you guys out, like I don't want it to be this mad rush of I just want something from you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so <laughs> I, um, as an actor, and I want to ask this question for everyone out there that's listening too, um, is there any advice that you would give for just kind of approaching you guys and just creating relationships? I mean, I know that sounds so stupid because it's probably just basic human like, just be a human and right. create real relationships. But I think there is this kind of, like, what do I ask? It? Like, do do I ask them about personal stuff or, you know? It's funny. Um, the, there was an actor who came in recently, or it must have been, a, like, a year ago, who was having trouble with another casting director in mm -hmm. town. And, and he was telling me that they just don't like me or what, you know. And I was like, well, try talking to them about, you know, not acting things <laughs> you know like do, you're you're interested in construction so maybe like talk to him about that or talk to her about that you know talk mm -hmm. about her home renovation that she has going on or you know any yeah. anything that's just regular <laughs> life that you if you were at a party and we weren't in the business together what would we talk about mm. yeah that's great advice I mean that sounds so simplistic but I like talking to people about you know, running and mm -hmm. working out and, mm -hmm. you know, things that I are my hobbies or ki their kids yeah. or, you know, whatever kind of common interest we might have that's not business related. Mm -hmm. um, that's me. I That's how I prefer to connect with yeah. people. That's why we like talking about The Bachelor. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I yeah. try not to say anything if I'm going into casting about you to you, but I know. But I'm like, I want to ask Rita what about, she thinks about, about that latest. Last bachelor. And I I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to distract you from the right, work you're about right. to do, but I'm also like dying to talk about yeah. that. So, yeah. But Jen, you have a lot of interests that are industry related. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a little more of a mishmash, I think, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I've recently started photography and, um, so I, I love to talk about that or travel mm. or uh, screenwriting or, you know, like there's a, yeah. a lot of different things, a lot of different interests. Um, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky mm -hmm. because it's hard in that kind of setting. Yeah. Um, oh, in castings, you mean? Um, no, just like at a party. Just you at know? a party or yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, you want to meet the casting director after a panel or yeah. something. and. The last thing that I know I want to do is just like, hey, here's my headshot. And like, that just doesn't, it, there's no connection there. I'm not getting to know you guys or, you know, other casting directors. Um, I usually try, try to like run, run out of <laughs> I mean, I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Like post panel is like the yeah. worst time. Get like yeah. get back doors. Get me too out many, of here. Too many, uh, yeah. It's and it's not the actor's fault, but no. but you know there's 200 people and they all want that FaceTime mm -hmm. and to make that connection and it just it's yeah there's no hope in that situation. Yeah. You just have to <laughs> say like I really appreciated what you said about mm -hmm. X. Yeah, right. I think and then be like in those situations, just hand me your headshot. That's yeah, cool. that's okay. fine. Yeah, but if we like run into each other at the lobby of a movie yeah. or you know yeah, then it's you know. I mean, the art of chit chat is yeah. is there's an art to that. I don't always have it. Some <laughs> days I'm better than others. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So just one last question. This is a this is a real deep one for you guys. Okay. So we talked a little bit about books before we opened up the mics here. Yeah. So I want to know what's like the the latest book that you've been reading. I know that Jen, you do a book club. Mm-hmm. So I just finished. I can talk very oh. well. About okay. That. What book did you read? Uh. I just read the book The Power, mm. which was out last year, which was a story about uh, like an electrical current that women uh, developed this power that they could. Uh, Wait, is this real or sci-fi? What's happening? It's like it's yeah. a book, sci-fi. Oh, it's fiction. Oh, it's a sci-fi. Oh, I, was I like, thought you were. I whoa, thought we had we a. I thought a... we had that. Uh, I <laughs> wish we did. <laughs> Rita's like yeah. wearing her hands out, like 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 I always knew that. I thought I could almost feel it happening. Okay, um, so and it just changes the power dynamic in the world between men and women, and it's a commentary on what happens with that power shift. Um, And so it was. It's a really good book. That sounds really interesting. That's yeah. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll hand it off to you. Okay, so mine is actually one Jen gave me, and I read it in one day. Wow. It's called the. It's. I think it was like maybe five years ago. It came out or something. Which one? Where'd you go, Bernadette? Oh yeah, yeah. I think Reese Witherspoon just option or has optioned it. Oh, she and she has some great picks. Oh my gosh, she's really good. She is so good about. She's great about books and Mm -hmm. then getting the rights to them. Yeah. I guess that's what you yeah, do when so you ri- you're rich and you read so a lot. Yeah. Um, but she's really good at it. Anyway, great book. I blew through it. It was such a light read, but also just like a lot of fun and interesting mm-hmm. and great character development in it. Really, mm-hmm. really well done. I liked it a lot. And I'm also reading another book by this woman called Esther Perel, who's mm-hmm. like a marriage counselor yeah. person. And she does all these TED Talks. Uh, and... Um, She's Dutch, and she's really interesting. Anyway, she wrote a book um, that's about marriage and the dynamics of men and women and fulfilling the other person within your marriage. And wow. it is re- it's a little nonconventional yeah. in some of the things she says, but um, it's really, really interesting. And uh, it it's really – I highly recommend it to anybody who is married or yeah. is thinking about getting married or – any of the above. Yeah. And the Dutch always seem happy, right? Yeah. So there's got to be mm. something to that. She's like, she's like, you know, it, it's it's really interesting because it doesn't idealize marriage. It looks at marriage and how marriage has evolved and, um, you know, what the what it's supposed to do for you mm. now. Like that, how the other person is supposed to be so many things to you, your, mm. your lover, your supporter, your... Um, best friend right you know it's supposed to fill all of these roles and that's just not realistic Mm. for one person to Mm -hmm. do all of that and so it's really interesting she takes that and kind of analyzes what what do you really need from your Mm. partner and what can you let go Uh, it's it's very interesting yeah yeah I could answer that in one one sentence. Oh yeah, what do you got? Pick up your underwear off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, done. Done. The end. <laughs> Put your clothes in the dirties. Yeah. I don't know. How, I must say that sixteen times a day. Put your clothes in right. the dirties. It's to everyone in my house. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I just love talking to you and getting to know you a little better. And thank you for sharing some of your yeah. insights. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank fun. you. Awesome. And if people want to 
follow you on, on social media oh. and find your website, not call, but oh, oh, what, yeah. how do they do I'm that? I'm the IT department. Let me answer okay. this. Okay. Yes, so department. we have a, a website. It's bigpicturecasting.com. And we also have a very active Facebook page mm -hmm. with many, many followers. <laughs> so you can find us on Facebook. And when we have like open calls or we're looking for something really specific, we'll post it there. Mm -hmm. um, and then... We also, if we're doing any kind of workshops, we usually post it there. Mm -hmm. Or if we hear about something, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, we'll post. Yeah. And we also have Instagram, so Ooh. which it, we are working on developing that. We're going to become Insta famous casting directors. We've decided. Yes. Yes. So we're working awesome. on that. On so get on the ground what? floor, Twitter. basically, is what they're saying. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> we it links to our Twitter, but our Twitter is mostly just like links from Facebook and Instagram. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So you could go a little more direct to the source with right. Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. so, awesome. Yeah. I right. love it. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it.